Welcome to the See Me Now podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall, and we are joined today by Western Colorado Community College Lecturer of Early Childhood Education, Stephanie Stelgis. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. (laughs) You have been really in early childhood for a really long time. You had your own practice for a while, and now you've had 10 years here at WCCC. What got you into early childhood education? How, why was that your path and how did you get there? Um, I can honestly say since I was a young girl, I wanted to be a teacher. I was one of those kiddos that was playing teacher um, in my bedroom and doing that kind of stuff, you know, line up the stuffed animals and I'm going to teach them everything that I know. Um, and so then I decided when I got into college, I originally was going into like elementary education and with life circumstances, I ended up wanting to um, kind of wrap up at Mesa State at that time. <laughs> um, and it ended up being, I looked at the early childhood program um, and I got to go into a classroom and I met these little human beings and they caught me. <laughs> They're just so much fun. They have such a love for learning um, and bring you so much joy with that and just kind of remind you of those uh, special moments in life and just not taking things for granted. And I was like, wow, I can make this a career and I can work with these guys. And so it just captured me at that moment. And that's where it went. So, yes. So I've been doing this uh, pretty much since I was 18. So it's been a long time. <laughs> so you owned your own childcare facility for 13 years here in the Grand Valley and then decided to make the switch into teaching. What was it that made you want to make that switch? Um, you know, I'll be honest, I was tired. Um, I was, you know, the business owner and director of my center and running that whole thing and taking care of um, all the families. I was licensed for 58 children um, and ran with staff, you know, between eight to 10 staff. And um, I never planned to be a business owner. And I was always that teacher. And I could tell that I was missing that part of it a little bit. Um, through some uh, things at that time that were changing in early childhood, i was able, got the opportunity to be a mentor. Um, and I stepped into a college classroom and was mentoring other teachers to become what I was doing and the staff that I would have at my center. And again, it hooked me. I was kind of like, well, this is another <laughs> avenue. Um, and I got an invitation to teach a class. And that's, again, I guess I can say that's all she wrote and has built from there. Um, and the landscape of childcare was changing at that time. And I felt that my best next step forward to really help in our field was to now help educate the newer educators um, that would be coming uh, into the field. Um, And that's where I could make even a bigger impact at that time. Um, Because like I said, I was really tired (laughs) as well. So so that's another piece. It's such an important job. And I know for any parent, this is you know, something that they have to face if they're going back into the workforce because it's, you know, you're giving back, you're giving your baby away and you really want those people to not only be kind and caring and loving, but really understand their child and their needs. And I know you have been really focused on, in your career on children who may be getting left behind. How did that come about and why, why have you focused on that? Um, you know, it's, they're so young. And when you see them already struggling at such a young age on trying to connect with other people and you see parents also struggling and trying to figure out what's going on with my kiddo and how can I help them? Or even those families who are just struggling and they don't even recognize or know what's happening. Um, it's such an important 
time in their life. And for me, it was like, well, this is a chance we can make the biggest impact. Again, it's in early childhood, this is where we can teach a lot of skills. And if we really want to make a bigger impact for them later on in life, this is the time to actually do our interventions and help them. Um, and that hopefully will help them put them on the right path. And a lot of times when we ignore that, unfortunately, that's where things go a little haywire on that. So, um, and again, I just, there's something I I was intrigued a lot of times. Um, I always talk about, I kind of give the metaphor of it's like a puzzle and I'm trying to fit those pieces together. And the second you kind of click and you get two pieces together and that child connects with you or they connect with the world or they connect with somebody else or even a parent has an aha moment and they're just like, I understand my child now. I understand what's going on. It is the best feeling. Um, And that's where I felt I needed, you know, they needed more help with that. So that did push me to then, I was like, okay, I want to learn more about you guys. <laughs> um, so that kind of brought that through there and stuff too. Unfortunately, preschoolers are the ones that can a lot of times get shifted out of their programs pretty quickly because a lot of them are private and a lot of people don't know how to work with them. So a lot of times it's like, okay, well, we just can't have you at our school anymore. And this kid is now bounced and has to make new relationships. And that's really harmful. Um and does not help them in that path on their way to learning and stuff too. So, Is that part of your training with the students that you're working with is how do you approach children who have challenging behaviors? Because the reason and the why behind these actions are probably really diverse. They are. And, um, you know, unfortunately, yes, we have a whole, actually, um, we have what we call ADC 103, which is guidance strategies. That class is really about talking about social emotional development and what do we do to help um, children in those areas manage our classrooms and behaviors. Um, we can give you little formulas and we can give you tips and tools. Every child's a little bit different. Um, it's more about learning about uh, how to pause and take a moment and evaluate what's going on. A lot of times we're very reactive to different behaviors and we want to just jump right in. Sometimes the best thing we can do is actually step back and observe and really get a bigger picture um, and get more information on that. And so that's one of the tools that we really try to teach um, so that then we can best go forward and support that as well, too. Um, And right now it's even a bigger need. And we talk about it almost in every one of our courses, but that is a course that really specifically uh, dives into it. Uh, But it's something we always have to bring forward. Today I'm doing a babysitting camp and I talked with them even about how as a babysitter when they're in the house, how do they help and manage behaviors? And even these guys were bringing up great questions about children who just won't follow direction (laughs) or children who get really upset when mom and dad leave and how do they help calm them down. So those were tips that we kind of talked about um, and going through. Experience is your best thing. You got to get with kiddos and, and really dive in and have those opportunities to work through because even someone like myself who's been in the field for a long time, I have a pretty good toolbox. I still have kiddos who are going to stump me. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh my goodness, what's happening? <laughs> so, But I know the other strategies behind that that I can now put to work and try to figure out and put that puzzle together a lot of times is where that kind of comes into. I have a two-year-old daughter and she stumps me all the time. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Um, And so I think at our WCCC program and at CMU, we have quite an array of degree 
paths and programs that students could pursue. Could you maybe just spend a minute talking a little bit about kind of what we offer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the nice thing that I really appreciate about our program is it's really kind of a like a stepladder that you can kind of do and just kind of there's different levels that can help you get qualified um, and take you into more and more of the field as depending on what you want to do. Uh, in 2020, we added our tech scholar program. So that means that we take concurrent high school students. So they um, while they're in their junior or senior year, can enroll into our program. Um, there's a little bit of a process they kind of go through to do that, but pretty much it's it's open for them. Um, and they can start taking courses. Um, by the time that they're done, they're already earning two of our certificates that we have. So if they do both years, or junior and senior, they're going to come out already with two certificates. And they will be basically a lead qualified early childhood teacher at that time with how many credits they have. Um, sometimes they need a little bit more experience if they're not already working, um, but they're on their path to kind of work there. So that could be a good stepping stone for them. Uh, so we have an entry-level uh, certificate or assistant teacher uh, technical certificate. That's our first one. Um, then you go into your technical teacher certificate um, that you will step into, and that a lot of times gets you enough of the college credit hours that you would need uh, to be lead qualified, although there's a wide range of how to become lead qualified in childcare. Um, but that is a one pathway you can take. And then we go into our director certificate. So that would be someone who would want to be more of that administration and help run childcare or preschool programs. Um, and then the next step is that we have an uh, Associates of Applied Science and Associates of Arts. So depending, again, uh, two pathways, because sometimes you may not want to take as many of the essential courses um, that are there, and you can take more early childhood courses. So both ways, depending on what works best for the students. And then we actually step in, and we are um, have a program with our Center for Teacher Education that's a bachelor's in early childhood, and it specializes in special education. Well, we have to mention that the Early Childhood Education Program falls under our new Learn for, Learn for Less initiative. So these courses are at um, a, a low cost rate compared to what they've always been. Nearly yes. 40% uh, tuition was cut. So that's really exciting that people can actually get in there, get whichever certificate, degree, or whichever path they, pathway they want to choose um, at a more affordable price. Absolutely. And there's also lots of scholarship opportunities at this time as well. Um, those that I was talking about, the Tech Scholar Program, uh, those students who are in that concurrent program that's with the school district, so that's already part that's paid for. They don't have to pay for that. So it's, again, another great way for them to sometimes test the water out too. You know, sometimes the idea that I want to work with kids and then the actuality of working with kids is a little different. Um, and then now, uh, yes, we have the Learn for Less um, that we have for those uh, courses, but then we also have quite a few scholarships at this time. Um, so I, if you want me to go into some of the scholarships. Yeah, I think that would be great okay. if you could. Um, so one of the ones is our early childhood, two of our courses, and this is actually through the state of Colorado. Um, Early Childhood, which we call 101, which is our introduction to early childhood, and then our introduction, our 103 class, which is the guidance strategies I was telling you, um, are already going to be paid for um, in the state of Colorado. Um, now, there may be some a little bit fees as far as some of the um, costs for like applications and that kind of stuff in there, but the bulk of that credit of the class is going to be paid for, and you don't have to apply for it or anything. It's an automatic um, credit that will occur during that time. So that's a that's, and those are the two essential courses that get you that first, uh, helps you with that first certificate. Um, and it's a great way to step into it and stuff too. Um, with that, we also have our COSI grants um, that we have, which I know a lot of uh, 
CMU and WCC have had quite a few students coming through with that, and they have specifically for early childhood educators um, to help get people back to work um, and working through there and stuff too. Um, another one that we have is the Colorado Teach Program, uh, scholarship program, and this helps with students even into our bachelor degree. Um, and again, they have um, added a lot more funding into there. A lot of times those are pretty hard to get. There's a lot more opportunity um, coming through with there as well, too. We also have the new department of, um, it used to be our Office of Early Childhood. Now it's a actual department underneath our government and everything. So it's the Colorado Department of Early Childhood. They also are now doing scholarships that are going to pay beyond the 101 and 103. We don't know what that funding quite looks like. Um, we are going to find out more in July exactly how much funding uh, we will get for our program because they're kind of dividing that out but they will pay for additional courses beyond that 101 and 103. And it's gonna be a fairly simple process as well. Um, the students will just have to be enrolled in our professional development system, which we help them do in our courses. Uh, so that's gonna be another great thing um, that we kind of have. And then locally, our Mesa County Workforce Center um, and our Mesa County uh, Partnership for Children and Families, uh, both of them have scholarship and funding opportunities to also help um, with some of those costs as well too. So, yeah. I think it's not only exciting that there's these, you know, financial opportunities that they can really utilize to get um, ahead in these careers and these pathways, but also early childhood educators are in high demand across the state. So maybe you can talk about what that's been like for you and in, in, in your, um, your world of like, yeah, like these kids need really great educators and we need people who want to be around them. Yeah, we do. Um, something I always say as well, too, is I feel like early child education, as far as when it comes to education field, um, I feel like we're kind of that Horton hears a who, where the who's that are saying, we are here, we are here, we matter. Um, because it is such a foundation for children. I think over the years, and especially the time frame that I've been in this field, we have seen such a growth in the recognition of early childhood and how important it is. However, we haven't had the support sometimes to come up with that. So um, it is a tends to be a low-paying field. We're trying to see some changes with that with more and more help, um, especially in the state of Colorado. Um, we've seen a lot more support coming from our government and those kind of things. So uh, hopefully we're able to kind of keep going forward and keep getting those um, wages to where they need to be. Um, and also during the pandemic, we did lose quite a bit um, of our workers. Uh, it, was a, it was an essential um, business and we lost some centers during that time because they just could not manage with their business and they did not, um, there were certain you know, criteria they had to follow and it was just, it was really hard and cost, you know, costly for them as well <laughs> during that time. Um, so we also lost workers and in education in general, just from early childhood all the way into university, we, we have lost quite a few educators because it was a hard time. So already in a stressed field, we, we ended up losing quite a few workers during that time. Um, now that it's coming through this, you know, we're seeing that we need a resurgence of early childhood. So even though we may have lost some centers, we're starting to see new centers come into play. Um, and we're again, we're starting to see more recognition with that. One of the big ones is that we're now going to have universal pre-K in the state of Colorado um, starting in the fall of 23. Uh, so we need teachers. <laughs> we need teachers to help support that. Uh, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but um, we definitely need more people coming into the field. Um, so that's why I think with the scholarships and those kind of things, if you feel like maybe I really love working with children and maybe this is where I want to go, it's a great opportunity to get into the field and try. 
Um, but beware, you will probably get stuck because these little guys will <laughs> take you in there and do those kind of things as well too. So you can obviously tell your passion for early childhood education and the students. I mean, you can tell that that's the focus for you. So if somebody was listening and was thinking about going into the field, I mean, what would you say to them to convince them to at least test it out and take a course or two to see if it's right for them? Oh my goodness. What could I say to them? Why? Well, you know, first of all, it's like, do you like to play and have fun? <laughs> Sounds like a great job. I mean, it's not all fun and games. I can't always do that. But it really is, um, if you had that true passion and you're really working with children, it's one of those, it's a real joy in life. Even though you have some of your hard days, you get to sit down and you get to rediscover life in a new way. Uh, You go back to even your childhood and things, you know, when they decide to, you know, they see an ant who's, that's crawling around on the ground and they are fascinated and they want to know all these questions and they're protecting it because it's the best thing they've ever seen. And you're in your mind, sometimes you're like, it's just an ant and there's a lot more behind them. <laughs> um, but that makes you pause and it makes you look at it differently from their eyes. And it's so much fun. Um, it just, it brings you a lot of joy. Also, my biggest one is like, if you don't want to be bored, this is a great field because you never know what you're going to get. So even if you have the greatest plans and you have all these ideas, it will be different for you that day. You'll have to switch something up. So I love that you said that. Cause like I mentioned earlier, I've got almost a little two-year-old and she does even for myself has made me stop. Like I noticed the moon so much more than I used to because she's obsessed with the moon. And I, you know, sometimes you just forget to look up and see it. Or like you mentioned ants, she's obsessed with ants right now. And yeah. <laughs> every little black speck that she sees anywhere, she thinks it's an ant and gets really excited. And so I know even for myself that it does, it makes you stop and pause and think about things maybe a little bit differently than you would have yeah. if it wasn't for that kiddo. And things you don't even forget. Like I forget sometimes that you can still see the moon during the day, but man, the kiddos will be like, but Stephanie, why is the moon still out? It's daytime. Did it, is it not tired? You know, those kind of questions. And I'm like, I, I, I actually don't know this answer. I'm going to have to figure that out. So I also keep learning when you work with that and stuff too. So um, yeah, it's just a joy. <laughs> it's great because as you both mentioned, I mean, life is hard. Life is really, really hard. And when you get to go and spend your time with these little people who are just running around excited about life, it really does rejuvenate you. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here. We can obviously tell you're passionate and you're a great educator. And we are so thankful that you're here today and that we have you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the See Me Now podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.